0: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey,
1: everybody. I am back. I am excited to be back, ready to be back. I've missed you all. Uh, I've missed Ashley a lot, but on a reunion, uh, which is this moment, she's late to the podcast. Uh, So I'm waiting for her uh, in my car, but we have a really special guest. And so I, I can't get in the studio yet. But I have to, I had to call in because we have Eric Bigger uh, in studio with us right now. Eric, welcome to the Almost Famous podcast.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I'm happy to be here. How you feeling today, and Ben? What,
1: I, I'm feeling good.
2: There we go. There we go. I love I'm
1: probably it. Probably not feeling as good as you are after <laughs> a big night last night. Uh, tell us about how you're doing.
2: Man, I'm phenomenal. Man, been doing interviews all day, but I feel great. The closure last night was phenomenal, and um, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, mean, I, I want to tell you right now, I watched last night and, and I always respect somebody uh, who can leave uh, an experience like this or a situation like this uh, with their head held high uh, complimenting and reassuring uh, someone or something that may have hurt them. And I, and I love the way you treated Rachel last night. Uh, it shows your character and who you are as a person. So, so thank you from all the fans out there.
2: Man, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Um, so we got to get into it, Eric. I, I want to ask you some big questions. I was a fan of yours all season. I think you carried yourself well, like I said. Uh, but but here's the big question, all right? I'm, okay. I'm going to put you in the hot seat yes. for a second. Let's go. Did Let's Rachel go. pick the go. right man?
2: Ah, man, that's a great question, Ben. Open it up. There we go. Let's go yeah. for the juggler. Um, honestly, from watching the show last night for the first time, I don't think she picked the right man in that moment. But prior Really? To, yeah, prior to seeing the show, I always thought Brian was – the guy for her once I left so but and Brian you know we great relationship he's my guy I love him he's cool but I I felt bad for him you know it's it seemed like he was a rebound you know I, I could be wrong but that's what it looked like in my eyes and maybe the feelings they have for each other is different from what I see but oh man it was it was tough I was like wow yeah. I was well, yeah. you know, I'll
1: be honest. I'll be honest with you. I kind of felt the same way, and, and I'll go into it here in just a second on the podcast on, on my feelings for the situation. But you're not alone in that. I actually feel like a lot of Bachelor Nation kind of felt the same way from the reactions and the emails that we got on the Almost Famous podcast. Mm-hmm. I think people were a little bit confused and a little bit at the end of it felt kind of like Rachel was saying there was a lot of un- unanswered questions. Yeah, uh, ex- especially when it came to Peter. Yes. Absolutely.
2: That was um, an emotional role. But
1: let's focus on you for a second. I, because, th- honestly, uh, you had an incredible uh, a season. Um, one that I, and I think I want to ask you about this before I get into any other questions. You call it a miracle season? What does that mean?
2: So, you know, AFR, March 13th, when I first came on live audience, when I met Rachel, uh, I told Rachel, I said, it's a miracle season. What's meant to be, will be. In that moment I didn't know exactly what I was saying, but once my journey began, um, I got my miracle. The miracle was fall in love. But in between me falling in love, you know, I was emotional, I was I was I was all over the place. I was stressed out, it was hard, it was uncomfortable, but it was worth it. So in between yeah. that and I always correlated to, you know, uh female having a baby you know when you go through nine months of labor it's very uncomfortable your hormones are up and down it's just all over the place but when the baby comes out that's the miracle so i think anything you get in life which is a miracle it doesn't come easy but if you're willing to work through that in between that process you can get your miracle and i had to go through it i mean i got banged up I almost dislocated my shoulder i fell off the golf cart i mean me and rachel got into it i mean the guys in the house i got into it with them so my whirlwind was, it was crazy, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I got my miracle. I fell in love, and it felt great, and it changed my life. And winning a boy, and became yeah. a man. So okay. shout out to well, ABC you know, and everybody on that side.
1: I feel like you, out of anybody that I watch, really took this experience to heart, and, and you made it a reality for you, right? You did. Like you just said, your, your whole season was a roller coaster. You fought. Uh, you argued. You got hurt. Uh, you bounced back. You fell in love. So you're ending this experience in love. Are are you heartbroken? Like, how are you doing today?
2: Man, I'm great. My heart is full. Uh, I think prior to going into the show, my heart was broken, meaning that I didn't have love in my heart at all, if if I can remember. I wasn't complete as a person. I think that's the one thing I was lacking. On the back end of the show, I allowed Rachel to give me love, and I received it. Now I'm full. Now my life can really begin, and I can do the things I love and want to do. So I'm complete. She completed me, you know, and um, I got what I was... I served my purpose in that moment on the show. I didn't end up with the girl, but I got love, which I was missing. So it was great. Did you think
3: last night she came across a little bit harsh to Peter?
2: Absolutely. Very harsh to Peter last night. Very... I was shocked. I was like, whoa. She took it to heart. She took it very personal. And um, I think... It was no one wanted to compromise, and what happened, this would what happened, just because I'm very analytical. Rachel put herself in a bind from saying, I want a proposal. So she held herself accountable in a place where it was, I think it was pride. Her pride wouldn't let her not do what she wanted to do, and that was, she wanted a proposal, and Peter didn't want that. Right. So if it wasn't proposal, then she's like, you're out, Right. So, which I get, but... I don't know. I mean, sometimes, you know, but I get it. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, she made her decision, and, you know, and now she's off to races. But I just think if she never would have said, I want a proposal, and she made that the priority, she, she would have been okay. Ben, been and Ben
3: can say how he feels. I felt she wanted a ring more than she wanted the right guy. Right. She would have taken that ring from a dead body if it said Neil Lane.
2: Right. And, and, so, and that's how I felt on the show. When I was in Spain, I told Rachel, I said, what does marriage have to do with commitment? If I'm committed to you. Marriage is just the icing on the cake. I said, wherever girlfriend, fiance, wife, I'm fully committed to you. That's a relationship. Forget the marriage. What is marriage? That's just a, yeah. a a word that you give the connotation of. Oh my God, I'm married. It's like, but I believe love and marriage is two different things, you know. But mm. everyone's different. That's my perspective. But you know, I do mean, what you do.
1: Eric, let me ask you, then, because you know better than any of us. So the, there was some hostility from Rachel towards Peter last night. Uh, Is there some story we haven't seen? Where is that coming from? And is it because she was in love with Peter? I mean, what do you believe was happening there?
2: Well, all I know is is, uh, what what I saw last night. So what I think happened was she fell in love. He fell in love. He didn't want to commit the way she wanted to commit. So what happened was it was a control war. I want to be in control. Peter's like, no, you're not going to be in control I want to be in control. So nobody wanted to put their pride aside and accept that. Okay, cool. I'll let you have it. Let's sacrifice for this moment. And then on the back end, let's move forward. So I think it was a control yeah. issue. Rachel was in control uh, of the whole you know, season and Peter didn't, you know, didn't want to move forward in that way.
1: Man, that's uh, th- th- that can happen. I can see that, right? Because you do as the bachelor, bachelorette, you, you are in a sense in charge, right? You are, the one in the know and and you are the one eliminating people uh, throughout the season. So you can get yourself lost in this feeling that you are in charge. Eric, I got to ask you, are you ready to be in charge? Would you be ready to stay to be the bachelor?
2: (laughs) You know, yes, I'm, I want to be, I want to be, I think that was my challenge on the show. Usually when I'm dating, I'm always in control. I'm always in charge. Mm -hmm. I'm the planner. I like to set things up. I didn't have that power. So that was challenging. That was stressful. I had to wait and sit and, you know, but yeah, if the opportunity presented itself and it made sense and it felt right in the moment, absolutely, I'm open to it. Because, I, like I said to Rachel last night, when you open, great things happen. So, mm-hmm. if it comes, if so I
1: you're try. ready to fall in love again, I mean, and you're well, sitting here saying I'm, I'm ready.
2: Well, I believe in time. I believe in timing. So, if it's time for me to fall in love, the opportunity will present itself, and I'm gonna take full advantage.
1: Eric, just even talking to you right now. Uh, and, he, and listening to you last night, we've never met in person, but, you know, I've watched the season. I've, I've seen the way you to yourself. Uh, you have a very positive energy to you, and you are analytical. You do think things through, but right. but when you do that, you, you often have a, a positive spin on it, which, which is admirable and fun to listen to. Where does that positive energy come from?
2: It's just part of who I am, you know, growing up, seeing a lot of uh, backlash and negativity, you know, growing up in Baltimore City. I always found the way to find positive in all things, find the good and the negative in anything, because at the end of the light, at the end of the day, what do we all want? We want love. We want acceptance. We want happiness. We want to feel good. We want to feel safe. So, I try to find a good in the bad, and vice versa. You know, because everything has a purpose to it.
1: Man, that's awesome. That that's great to hear. Because I mean, even seeing your hometown and seeing. Uh, the place that you were raised and the place that you come from, it's just beautiful to get a better picture of who you are. It it, it is. And I think your positivity and and the way you, like I said, last night, you carried yourself. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, So thank you for that. And, and, you know, before we kind of move on, I have uh, two final
2: questions here for you. Uh, Hey, Ben, I'm here. here Hey, Ashley. Hey, I. What up, Ashley? (laughs) Hey, I,
4: I have a question for Eric. So Eric and I had pretty similar experiences. We both never had a real long-term relationship. And I think, and I don't want to speak for you, but that this show kind of was a sped-up lesson on how to have a relationship. And it really made us grow and ready for that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, (sighs) prior before I didn't understand love, I could give it, but I couldn't receive it. So I was all, I'm all the way in, Giving, but when it came to receiving, I was running. Mm -hmm. So now that I understand it and I'm not afraid of it no more, I can embrace it and fall in love.
4: I I agree. Like, I think to a certain degree, I was afraid of it. And then this show really helped me express my emotions in a way that I didn't feel comfortable with before. And like talking it out and telling people how I felt about them, that never seemed to be something that I felt comfortable doing. And now, well, they started me and I can't stop. So now I'm just always telling people how I feel about them. (laughs)
2: gotta let it happen mm-hmm. you know
1: that's what we love about you actually that's what we love about <laughs> you Thanks. um eric before before we let you go here do you think rachel and brian will make it
2: That's a great question hesitance
4: pause that said you know, it all sometimes in the times you have
2: to think about you know because when different people are asking the same question you can feel the vibration that is coming from so i got a different answer than i had before i feel like it will only work If they're willing to sacrifice, commit, and love each other unconditionally.
4: Okay. And if
2: not, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work.
4: Okay. So I think that he truly does love her, love her, and Mm -hmm. is ready to honestly worship her the way a woman should be worshipped. However, how much do you think that him watching this season back is going to affect the state of their relationship? Ben can speak about this.
2: Uh, I can't speak
1: about it. Uh, I would love to hear
4: Eric's thoughts first, though.
2: Well, me knowing Brian personally, he's Aquarius. I'm into astrology, so he thinks a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So I know Brian subconsciously is always thinking about right now. He's, I don't know where he's at in the United States, but thinking about last night. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was him in his position, I would feel like, damn, wow. Like, am I the rebound? Am I, like... Am I second place? Was I the, the consolation prize? Like, prize? So... I just pray that, you know, it's not that. But from what I saw, I was like, "Whoa!" because, and I'll give you guys some spoilers. When we were in Copenhagen, Denmark, Brian and I had a conversation, and he said, man, the thing about your journey, Eric, is that you and Rachel had tension, so it's up and down, but with Rachel and myself, it's been consistent. So sometimes something too good might not last because there's no resistance where you need. We need challenges in life to change. Mm-hmm. So I felt like what, what Rachel had happened at the end, she didn't have a challenge with him, so Peter was a challenge. Oh, yeah. You want what you can't have, so oh, Peter, yeah. come here. I want you. I know Brian wants me, so I'll just put him over there, and then when Peter doesn't work, then I can come back. That's what I think happened.
4: This is something that I wanted to talk about, I think, because it's— it's bigger than just Rachel and her situation. It's really a generational thing. I think girls these days really, truly like the chase as much as guys do. I know we're taught to um, be the prey, you know what I mean? Let him chase you. But for some reason, our generation doesn't want to do that. We like the challenge too. And maybe it's because like the whole feminist movement, maybe because we've been taught that we also need to work for things. And maybe she loved that challenge about Peter and she didn't want the easy way with, but Uh,
3: she wanted the ring more but did did she she want the ring ring so bad that she even the way the proposal went down seemed weird to me with the weird sort of excite the fake excitement
4: like yeah it felt weird to me it was the least feeling i've ever felt During a Bachelor oh, yeah. finale, Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor finale, normally, no matter how I feel about the couple leading up to that moment, I find it to be very moving. Yeah. Last night, I wasn't moved at all because my brain was still with Peter. And I feel like I'm speaking for the entire audience when I say that.
2: Right. So very attorney, like very, you know, she's very analytical. She's logical. She's practical. So I really think she made a decision because she felt like she had to opposed to what she felt. It was more from mm-hmm. the mind and not from the heart. Because in the, in the from the heart, I really think she was more with Peter. But in the mind, Brian made sense and she did have love for him. You put it perfectly. You
4: know, Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth.
2: And I, and I, But I don't know, did you guys see the turning point in the show last night? Did you catch the turning point?
4: Well, okay, so here's what she said during the Access Hollywood interview. She says, she claims, and I don't want to sound sassy or anything, but she claims that she knew since Geneva that Brian was the one and that she had crossed out Peter in her mind back then. But she says that because of the way the story was told and the way that we all saw it last night, we think otherwise.
2: <laughs>
4: Is she just trying to protect Brian right now?
2: I mean, I get it. I would if that was my spouse. But so I, I. I think, because in Geneva, I felt the same way when he got the watch. I'm like, oh, he's the one. She's oh, claiming yeah. territory. I was mad. Like, what? You're going to do that? Mm-hmm. Now, if it was Matt or Adam... I wouldn't care because they didn't have that much momentum. Absolutely. So I was like, that's a symbol that this is the guy you want to be with. And Peter was just still on the fence. Like, I don't know. He was mad at her decision for taking all of him, Dean, and Brown on a one-on-one. And the other two guys didn't get one. I had to go on a three-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then I guess things changed once we got to Spain, you know. So you think things changed? Of course. Because she went home. She went home. So you think that feed- was the real turning oh, point? Oh, yeah. She got some feedback from her family. Peter made sense. This is too fast, too quick. Let's slow it you down. You mean
4: Brian was too fast, too quick?
2: Well, well, what I mean is that Peter was saying it was too quick to get engaged.
4: And her family respected that.
2: Right. So mm-hmm. she had to go in her mind and think about that. Like, hold up. Let's oh, look at this a little different now. Okay. And that's what I think really... Daughter, Eric, you did know? you meet her dad? Oh, yeah. Dad is awesome. So oh, yeah. the, dad doesn't <laughs> Mr. Wanna,
3: the dad clearly doesn't want to be on camera because right. he's a judge. And yes. it's like, do you think he thinks it's a little whack that she did this?
2: I don't really know if it's what, the, the whole thing or the yeah, decision. Yeah, the whole thing. I just think he just wasn't for it at all. I mean, he just didn't seem like it made sense. It wasn't real. You know, he's like, uh, how? Who are you? <laughs> What's your name? Tell me about yourself
4: did you have a separate sit down with him oh yeah absolutely so he wasn't at the kitchen table with you guys Mm -mm. okay
2: it was great though we had a great conversation
4: is he tell us about his personality
2: he's strong he's strict he's to the point and he's he's very open you know you know he's he's cool we had a mom and dad were my best conversations
4: okay good to know all right ben you have Uh, any more questions
1: yeah well you know i'm sitting here i'm listening to all this going on and I'm thinking. and put myself in Rachel's shoes, and and Eric, you know, you you are in a place where you could be the next Bachelor. So I'm going to say, from one Bachelor to the next, uh, maybe Rachel did know uh, in Geneva that that Brian was the one. You know, I I knew fairly early on uh, who I thought was the one, but but the situation and, and the environment you're in doesn't allow yourself to cut off feelings for other people. Those feelings have to exist in, in the world that you're living in, and you want them to, because you get the opportunity for the first time in your life to get to know so many people at one time and kind of sort through your feelings. So maybe she did know early on, but she stuck with the process, and maybe that process let her led her to fall more deeply for Peter over time. Always knowing in the back of her mind, though, I still think Brian's the guy for me. Um, we gotta get we get, we gotta put ourselves in her shoes and know that yeah, you can have really strong feelings for somebody, um, and you know. Like it or not, she told multiple people she loved them. I, I know somebody did the same thing.
4: <laughs> We're going to talk about well. this later because I feel like <laughs> you may be able to relate to Rachel more than any other past bachelor or bachelorette.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I think so. And, and so we got to just allow her, however she went through this process, uh, she did it to the best of her abilities. And oh, so absolutely. the worst thing you can do is close yourself off. Um, to other people uh, along the way. So to close this up, Eric, my advice to you is if you get yourself in the same situation, to be open to the feelings that are existing at the time, mm-hmm. always knowing in the back of your mind who you are, keeping that into consideration. Maybe Rachel knew who she was in Geneva and who Brian was to her. And at the end of the day, when she got proposed, she said, yeah, this is still the guy for me. Uh, and, and I've done my best to kind of sort through this, but at the end of the day, that's the guy for me. Um, and, and finally, when it comes to their conversations, uh, you know, off camera over the last few months, hopefully she's communicated very clear to, clearly to him what it was like leading up to that moment. I know I had to um, and, and, I, and it helped and it also hurt. It never made it easier, but at least uh, Laura and I were on the same page on what happened during the experience. Uh, hopefully she did the same to Brian. I hope he wasn't um, blindsided last night uh, by how really, truly true feelings she had for Peter, because it's obvious to all of us. I've been on the show. Uh, I know how, how the, the editing works. She had feelings for Peter. She can't tell us she didn't.
2: Right. Right. Respect that. Uh,
4: another interesting tidbit that I just got from Access Hollywood was that she claims that she didn't love Peter. Um, I just think she's trying to protect Brian, but we're going to leave it at that for right now. Eric, let's talk about your hotline before you leave us. Talk about it. It's miracle season. It's, it's on your season. hat. Yeah. What does this mean?
2: Miracles. Miracles do not come easy. So... Uh, before you came, Ben asked what the miracle season means. Oh, so, no, so sorry.
4: <laughs> Let's give
2: over to that. But anyway, so honestly, this is a miracle for me, being here, sitting here, talking to you guys. I know, you're in Ryan Seacrest's studio. How cool you is know, that? it's like, how did I get here?
4: I don't know. I told, how did I get
2: here? I told Rachel in Spain, it's like, this is the miracle. I'm sitting in Spain telling you I love you. How is that even possible? Where I come from, from what I've been through. We had challenges throughout the show. So basically what a miracle is, is something great in your life. It can be a relationship, can be intangible, it can be tangible. But to get that doesn't come easy Mm -hmm. it's it's a struggle it's a challenge but if you're willing to endure that challenge and struggle it's worth it because you'll get your miracle So that's miracle season love that and women over everything don't forget that
1: i gotta tell you i gotta give your plug here so if you visit
2: com
1: backslash team has
4: eric
2: yep yep that's it you can get it the miracle season it's miracle season baby Appreciate it, buddy.
4: We hope to see you on another Bachelor franchise show some other time (laughs) so we can continue to watch your evolution. Oh, okay. I appreciate
2: that. Thanks for all the support and love. Love. Ben and Ashley. Ah, I almost hate this. Let's do it. (laughs) That's our new intro. Yes. Let's do it. Ben, I got to meet you, brother. When you get here, let's meet up. Let's talk. You got a lot of advice. Hey, best of luck.
1: Stay uh, I would love to meet up with you, man. Good luck the rest of the day. I know you're talking to everybody and anybody. Have fun. Rest up and enjoy the wild ride that has yet to
2: end for you. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Be great. I'm in the studio.
4: Yeah.
2: This is a
0: big deal for me. It feels so good to be back, but you know what feels better? What? Talking to you, Ashley. I've missed you. Oh,
4: Ben, I've missed you. How was your trip?
0: It was absolutely amazing. And uh, it was two weeks of something that I will never forget. Honduras has a special place in my heart, uh, like I've talked about before, but this trip out of any, I had a group of people uh, that went down there with me that uh, served well, loved well, and um, came back to the States and are doing amazing things uh, for the people in Honduras. So, hey, Humanity Hope did a great job on this trip. And then after the Humanity and Hope trip, I did a generous trip for the coffee company that uh, my buddies and I are starting. So we went into the jungles of Honduras to find the best cup of coffee um, or the best coffee bean to supply people uh, in the United States with the best cup of coffee. And that went tremendously. There are so many, so many stories to share from that. And uh, on some other podcast or some other time, I would love to tell you all about it. But until then, uh, just be uh, aware that Generous Coffee Company will be launching very soon uh, with some great coffee.
4: I'm excited to taste this stuff.
0: Well, um, Ashley, you know what coffee does, though? It keeps you awake. And we have a new sponsor uh, for this podcast (laughs) that we're so excited about because it will help you get put to sleep right actually i know you just got a for mattress <laughs> can you tell the fans about it
4: yes okay so you guys know how you've been seeing these instagram ads with mattresses that come in boxes that are delivered right to your door and then somehow they look very soft and squishy well they are they're truly like the most comfortable mattress I've felt in a long time. So this Casper mattress is like sleeping on a cloud. It is so comfy. And I thought I had a good mattress. I didn't know what I was thinking until this thing came along.
0: So here's the deal. As Ashley mentioned, the Casper mattress is becoming wildly popular all over the world. And the Casper mattress is so well engineered. They got a bunch of experts in the room uh, for, I don't know, years, months, days, hours, whatever it was, but they engineered a... Great mattress that is now sold at a shockingly low price. It combines supportive memory foam to create award award winning sleep surface with just the right sink. You know, when you lay down, you know, if you're like me, after a big Mexican dinner, you're sinking a little lower than before. <laughs> or Indian. <laughs> <laughs> or Indian. So it just has the right sink to it so you, you don't feel too heavy. And the right bounce, which is so important for all of us out there to have the right bounce on a mattress, no isn't it? But there's no
4: springs. There's no springs in this mattress, which makes it very unique. But they've really discovered something because it's the comfiest I've ever been in.
0: That's right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. This Casper mattress is wildly engineered is unique in all it does So with over 20,000 reviews, including ours, there is an average <laughs> yeah, including you and I, there is an average of 4.8 stars. So what are we saying? It's wildly successful. So that's based on Casper, Amazon and Google reviews, not just Casper's. free shipping and returns in the US and Canada try a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. You hear that? It's 100 nights risk-free in your own home with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. So if you're like me, 100 days, give it a shot. See what you like.
4: And if you guys want to try out this mattress, which, honestly, it's just cool to see it come out of the box and really inflate by itself, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash famous terms and conditions do apply
0: use the code almost famous all right podcast fans we are live right now uh just to remind you okay so we're talking live about this week's finale episode of the bachelorette ashley you were texting me throughout the whole episode what are your thoughts and feelings that are kind of all-encompassing and then i'll ask some detailed questions here about last night's episode
4: All right, so I just came back from Access Hollywood and I spent honestly four hours analyzing this episode and I felt a little bit bad because I kind of was like crapping on Rachel's decision. And it's just because as an audience, we really connected with Peter last night. Even though the past couple weeks we've been like, oh, it's Brian. The connection between Brian and her is the strongest. Somehow they pulled us in to really root for Rachel and Peter last night and then left us just not feeling this proposal. It's the first time, and I think maybe ever, that I really didn't feel. Oh, I hate saying that I got I've gotten crap before for saying that I didn't feel a proposal, but I think it's just because of how the scene before went, You know, how do you cry over a man and beg him and plead him to get down on his knees and propose and then 24 hours you're delighted when another man asks you to marry him?
0: I mean, that's the thing. And Ashley, you can't help your feelings. If you're feeling that way, that's fine. That's fair. And I, and I think a lot of bachelor nation was kind of feeling that way. It doesn't take away from, from the engagement that Rachel and Brian or, or the love that they have. We don't know that we we can't right. be critical of that. It just didn't feel as, um, I mean, it, we just didn't feel the emotion of it. Like we, we do in previous seasons. So that leads me to this question. Did Rachel pick the wrong guy?
4: I don't know. I am only speaking from my own, like personal type you know of course I can go in this and having not met Brian or Peter at this point I'd be like I would have picked Peter she made a mistake but no she like made a mistake in my own point of view but obviously there is something with Brian that she's felt the entire time and you know if the information from the interview I just got she said that she felt that it was Brian since Geneva and she just this Peter thing I don't know if that is really the case, then why would she continue to harp on the fact that Peter wouldn't propose? Does that make sense? I mean, that's
0: it. Yeah, it makes sense. And as we just mm-hmm. talked to Eric, you know, you had mentioned that in this interview today, Rachel uh, says that she was feeling things uh, or she was certain about Brian and Geneva. Uh, Eric was saying he kind of felt the same way, right? He kind of saw that Brian and Rachel maybe had something uh bigger and better than, than the rest. Um, but it's still, doesn't take away from the the fact, like you said, that, that last night you felt like Rachel was still very much into Peter. And Peter showed emotion like he thought there was something for the future there. He just wasn't ready to propo- propose, which brings up the question of the night. Is that an okay mindset to go into is saying, Rachel, I, I love you. I want to be with you. I know we have something. I'm just not ready yet. Let's take our time off the show to get to know each other better. Or is is the bachelor and bachelorette better and, ba- and best when a engagement happens every time at the end?
4: I think it would been kind of refreshing to have not have seen an engagement at the end. It seems so protocol at this point, but is it really what people should be doing after two months? I mean, you did it. Did you feel 100% comfortable in doing that?
0: I mean, I, I was thinking about this last night. I was watching the show and after the show, I, I was sitting on my couch and I thought I I took myself back to that moment and I, and I'm glad I did it. Uh, the, mm. the feelings I had at that time, the love that I had at that time, uh, warranted an engagement. So I can't, for, from my experience, I'd say I'm happy I, I did it in that moment. But my advice to Nick, when he went on the bachelor was Nick, don't go into this thinking you have to get engaged at the end because I, from talking to people and knowing how the process works, it feels almost like you have to, but don't feel like you have to just walking off the show with a partner may be the best thing.
4: Remember when Juan Pablo did this and he got so much backlash?
0: I mean, Ashley, did Juan Pablo really <laughs> get backlash because he didn't propose? was every? Was- I mean, I don't think that I don't think that's the truth of it. I think, I will look back on Juan Pablo's season. I'm thinking that guy got a lot of backlash for a lot of decisions he made, not just not engaging proposing to somebody.
4: Yeah. He didn't even say, I love you after all of that.
3: Ben, can uh, I ask you a really tough question?
4: Oh, my. Of, tough. Course can, it's, it's,
3: it's of course tough. you can, Amy. Of course you can. I'm warning you ahead of time.
4: Yeah, let's, let's okay, do it. Okay. So
3: we're Knowing talking about you know Brian now. and Peter and, and could Rachel's feelings for Peter ruin her relationship with Brian? And this is harsh. Forgive me. Do you think, the fact that you said I love you to JoJo caused problems that went throughout your relationship with Lauren.
0: That is a tough question. Yes, I do. Um, I, I don't think it's easy. And 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 I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again. Lauren handle, her, handled herself extremely well, given the circumstances. And the circumstances was that I, I expressed feelings for somebody else a, a few days before proposing um, to a woman that I was asking to spend the rest of my life with. Um, so I I do think looking back and and it's kind of hard for me to even answer, but yes, I think it did have issues. The only way to really handle that is communicate openly. And that's what I tried to do with Lauren was say, Hey, this happened. This is how I was feeling. But my love for you is so much greater than I ever had for the other person. Um, and I guess maybe to the to the the person you're proposing to, maybe that just doesn't make sense, right? And I can see where it doesn't. It's confusing. It's hard. So I don't know how Brian's handling it today. I mean, she told four women last no- or four men last night that she loved them, um, or I guess four men over the last two weeks. I would imagine Brian's probably a little confused right now, and I and I hope they're o- they're talking openly about it.
4: Okay. Well, it seems as if Rachel's changing her tune a little bit today. She did say, I love you to basically her top four guys, but she's saying that it was a different kind of, I love you. It wasn't, I'm in love with you. And Ben, I mean, did you, did you mean it in the same way to JoJo as you did with Lauren?
0: Um, my first response, and I, I, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Rachel has done a great job this season is you have to own up to what you say. And, um, you know, playing those, those games, like I meant it this way, but I said it this way. It just doesn't work that way. And you've, you, yes, you've put yourself out there, but she said what she said and you have to own up to that. Just, and, and, and so in my situation, you know, how I explained it was I loved both people, but when I looked at Lauren, it was a love, like, I don't know how I'm going to live my life without you. With Jojo, it was an appreciation. It was still love. I mean, I, I still to this day hope the best for Jojo and Lauren. Um, that those those feelings of just, hey, I want the best for you, I want to protect you, I, I don't want life to bring you harm, those feelings don't fade. And and that's what I meant. You know, it's just kind of like Eric was saying earlier, he really loved Rachel and he he wants the best for her and he doesn't know if those feelings will ever go away. And that's okay. But you I, I hope she owns up to it and she just says, Yes, I said it. But at the end of the day, Brian was the guy for me, and we'll leave it at that.
4: Okay, so that actually brings me something. You say, I don't know how to live my life without you. That's how you felt about Lauren. And we hope that that's how Rachel feels about Brian. But it also seems like Rachel really, really doesn't want um, Peter to be the next Bachelor. She said... Um, many times throughout the after the final rose last night, that she doesn't think he's fit for this process. And sure, maybe a guy who isn't ready to propose after two months, m- maybe this is not the path of love for him. But I also have to say that I think this is coming from a place of jealousy. And I think that she may have, she really should have probably thought this through when she was breaking up with Peter, should she have thought, you know what, this guy is probably going to be the next Bachelor if I don't pick him. So I have to be sure that I am so set on Brian being the love of my life that it's okay and I want Peter to go on and be happy.
0: Yeah, you're... I mean, Ashley, you're right. I, 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 get,
4: I mean, I guess I'm like kind of asking you a question and kind of not asking a question. I feel like she's going to be very bitter and jealous watching Peter become the next Bachelor if he is, but I mm. am... But, like, I, I, my question to you, Ben, is if you are truly, truly in love with your person, do you really even care?
0: I mean, that would be my response. If that's truly how she feels, if there is a level of jealousy there, none of us know that. But if there is, she's going to have to get over it um, and get over it quickly because there's a good chance that Peter will be the bachelor. And if it's not Peter, then it's going to be another guy, you know, that she probably has feelings for as well. For me it was easy. Like that was I guess that was a confusing season in my life because when Jojo became the bachelor I was excited for her, but and this doesn't take away from Jojo I just didn't care. You know, like it was yeah, good for her. I hope she finds somebody. I'm happy uh life's moving forward. Life's good. And whatever happens to her, I hope it's 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 a good thing. So that was my feelings. I I think when you re, you bring up a good point, Ashley, one that I want to throw out there to the listeners, why, why is she, um, so angry or towards Peter? Is is there something, not something still there. Cause that's a, that's a terrible, um, assumption but why why can't she just look at peter and say hey yeah we didn't work out i don't love the way you treated me but go off be the bachelor have a blast i'm happy i'm moving on with brian it just didn't seem it didn't feel like that last night did it feel like that to you
4: no no no, no not at all which is why i was really curious to see how you felt when jojo was announced as the bachelorette and you you just answered that you, you i mean felt i was nothing. sitting next to her <laughs> you didn't care you know
0: you remember that she was announced as the bachelorette with me sitting next to her um and Or I think it was right, or at least you were
4: in the audience. uh, Or oh no, you were in the audience of after her final rose. Well,
0: however it was, I was (laughs) I was very close to uh, to the situation when she was announced as the Bachelorette. And you know what? Maybe it was just like uh, I just maybe think JoJo's really cool, really great. Like I thought she was going to do a good job. I was happy to hear she was getting announced. Like I I couldn't think of anybody better.
4: Even if you didn't think she was suited for the role of Bachelorette, you still would have been supportive of it in public, correct?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I would hope that even if if I wasn't supportive of it in private, I wouldn't support it in public. But yeah, I I mean, if I wasn't supportive of it, I just wouldn't have probably said anything because you don't want to lie to everybody. You you don't want, but you you also don't want to be the Debbie Downer to, to the, to the franchise. So, um, I was supportive of JoJo. I, I, I guess that's where maybe Rachel and I can't relate. Is I was supportive of of the next Bachelorette, and she doesn't seem like she's as supportive of the Bachelor that if if it was Peter. But there is somebody that she seems to be very supportive of, which is shocking me today. Because, and I'll tell him this: we have him on the line. I honestly didn't know him when she said his name, and so Rachel today has been saying that Alex is who she hopes is the Bachelor. So we have Alex on the line, and we're going to talk to him in a minute. But before we do that, Ashley has something to talk to you about.
4: Yeah, we want to talk wedding planning because Brian and Rachel will hopefully be planning a wedding soon. So I'm going to suggest that they head over to Zola.com. Zola is a wedding registry that will do anything for love much like us. Couples can register for brands that they see on an easy to use platform with the ability to personalize everything from notes to photos. It's a registry that is completely personalized. So it's not like it's not boring, it's creative. You can like get them dishes if you want, but you can also get them wine tasting in Sonoma. So it's anything that you think is perfect for this particular couple. Um, It's available everywhere. Couples can have gifts that are shipped now, shipped later. They can exchange them. Um, Zola offers matching prices to make gift giving easier for the guests of the wedding because I always have difficulty coming up with wedding gifts. What about you, Ben? Ben?
0: Uh, I I'm, I'm, Don't get invited to weddings.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Maybe not bachelor weddings. Oh, you were have one bachelor wedding. But it's hard. It's like, especially couples in their 30s, you're like, what do you get them? They seem to have everything. So it's just nice that you have this creative registry. And couples will receive 10% off the entire site for a year to complete their registry. But they're going to have to go to Zola.com slash Almost Famous for all the details. Again, Zola is a wedding registry that will do anything for love we're talking gifts experiences funds all you want in one place And don't forget, $50 off if you go to Zola.com slash Almost Famous.
0: Wow, you really like Zola. You carried that whole promo by yourself. Nice job, Ashley. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's it. Thank you uh, to Zola, Casper, and the rest of our sponsors uh, that we'll talk about in the show because you keep this podcast moving and grooving. Um, That's how we sit here today. So we appreciate you. And who we also appreciate is the man that Rachel says should be the next Bachelor, Alex. Are you out there? I'm here.
4: Hey, Alex, was this big, surprising news to you to hear today that Rachel wants you as the next Bachelor? Seems a bit random to us.
5: <laughs> I yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, I was like gonna say that, like you know, just politically correct answer to put out there.
4: It's politically correct. Why is that? Because you're from Russia.
5: It doesn't cause any any drama with anyone, you know. Like, I, had, <laughs> I I mean, it was uh, it was flattering. You know, I I do appreciate it. But I think she knows I wouldn't do it if, even if offered the opportunity to do it.
4: We hear so that um, Rachel is quite possessive over her top four guys. Seems like she doesn't want any of those four to be the bachelor. Um, do you also think she doesn't want to step on the toes of any girls that may have gotten involved with Dean in Paradise?
5: Um, I think she's mentioned before actually that. Uh, she what didn't want anyone from her season really being The Bachelor, and uh, I don't know if it's because she's possessive or uh, maybe I, I think it's uh, honestly like coming off the show. I think it takes uh, a little bit of time to like adjust to uh, you know like the new life or someone like Dean or Peter who's got tons of exposure and uh, you know their lives are completely different. So like jump to jumping right into the next Bachelor. I think that would be kind of difficult.
0: I mean, Alex, I just, I just think I heard you correctly, but please reiterate this. You just said if you were asked to be the Bachelor, you wouldn't do it. Why is that?
5: I, I was already hesitant about like the exposure, like the show puts on to your dating life, you know, which is something to me very, very private, very intimate, you know. And uh, so I was actually one of the people really happy with uh, not getting overexposed out there. And, uh, you know, because now I can go on a normal date and, you know, I can tell the girl like what my uh, backstory is and, you know, she doesn't know where I'm from or or who I am. So I think that's like an important part of uh, dating, you know, it's like getting to know each other uh, instead of like going on a date and like, oh, I know what you're all about.
4: That's true. I haven't gone on a date in the past year without really having to bring it up, you know, whether or not I want to or just the fact that it's been such a big part of my life. It's like something's missing if I don't bring it up. Um, you didn't do Paradise. Is that why? Because you like to keep your dating life private?
5: Uh, that and that. I mean, Paradise is, uh, you know, it's like bachelor on steroids. I mean, that's <laughs> way out of my comfort zone. If the bachelorette was, was something I was uh, hesitant about, I mean, Paradise was really out there. So, uh, Um, I thought about it. I definitely, uh, you know, considered it because, uh, you know, they decided to go out there and have fun with your friends and all that. But, uh, now that, uh, especially after the whole, uh, fiasco with, uh, you know, the the shutdown and all that, it was just a little too much drama for me.
0: Alex, I mentioned right before you came on and, and, to, take please well, take offense to it if you feel like you need to, but I'm this does this should not be offensive to you. Um, you just said you you like the fact that you're kind of under the radar. I actually didn't know who you were when actually or when Rachel said, hey, I think Alex should be the next Bachelor. But when I looked you up, I was like, oh yeah, the, that guy. Like, and then so I was talking to these girls that are a part of the podcast, and I was like, what do you think of Alex? And and they explained to you as hunky, <laughs> which is the same <laughs> thing that Nancy to. Uh, wrote to us in an email to the Almost Famous podcast. She says, Dear Ben and Ashley, why don't you ever talk about Alex from this season? I think he is so hunky.
4: Yeah, well, um, I just want to tell you, Alex, that I definitely have people I'd like to set you up with. You have always been on my radar because you are very cute and very sweet. Um, I was excited to see you in hopefully paradise and it's unfortunate that we won't be able to get to know you more, but how does it feel to be a heartthrob of the Bachelor franchise?
0: And before you answer that real quick, and Ashley has an eye for an attractive male. She I oh. mean she has her radar set at I all times. I have the
5: time. best taste. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean that's flattering to hear. Honestly, uh I you know I I'll be honest, my life has not changed much since the mm-hmm. Bachelor mm-hmm. because, you know, because of going like kind of under the radar. I mean, yeah, you have your uh you know, sort of like the hardcore fans reaching out, kind of thing. You
4: have a joke Instagram.
5: Very... Oh yeah, I, which I think is hilarious because I didn't have so I didn't have an Instagram coming into this, mm-hmm. and we ha- did have this uh, kind of a joke Instagram with my best friend. And once people started following, you know, like looking up, you know, trying to find me, that's the only thing that was out there. So they started following. So that that's all I have now. Yeah, and I hate I to interrupt it,
4: you there. Um, I, I <laughs> certainly did, but it was just like on point. I was like, this guy cares so little about the attention that he has a joint Instagram.
5: Yeah, it keeps me checked too. You know, like if uh, you know someone's trying to uh, slide into DMs, you know, my my best friend can be like, can check me. But hey, you don't a- <laughs> no, don't go all savage on this, you know, just because you can. <laughs> Uh, so I, I actually I don't reply to, to anyone, but for that reason I don't want them to, to think uh, less of me. I'm trying to impress my best friend, you know. <laughs> that's
0: cute. Um, Alex. Do you do you get a lot of DMs these days? I mean, that's something I've always wanted to ask a guy coming off the show. I mean, are your DMs loaded up? or Do you feel <laughs> like dating life is just you know who you meet in person?
5: I think actually, and uh, you know maybe like the way I, I was able to portray myself on the show. Most of the DMs that I saw, they're very, very positive. Just uh, saying, kind of like, thank you for being just goofy and uh, being yourself, and just uh, being out there having a good time, being genuine. So it, it's nothing bad. It's a, like I said, it's all positive. And I, you know, I thanked people from like many times as much as I could.
4: Oh yeah. You know, and
5: in that way that I can't, you know, I can't respond to everyone, but for the most part, it's been it's been great. It's been very positive, and I'm uh, very humble, very thankful for that. And uh, you know the portrayal that i got like i honestly thought i got a better edit than i deserved what uh, i i was way more awkward i was kind of watching it you know and i was telling my friends i'm like guys get ready for me to be super awkward <laughs> nerve-wracking i was shaking and then uh, we're watching and i was like man i it looks like i have a game i was like what mm-hmm. i don't remember it's, it's the music <laughs> you know they put the music behind it, oh was,
4: yeah oh. okay i'm gonna ask this to dean too how close were you with Peter, and why was Rachel so insistent on him proposing? If she, if she claims that she knew since Geneva that he wasn't the one.
5: Um. So uh, when it came to my friendship, you know, obviously uh, you know with Dean and Peter, uh, Iggy, probably the three closest guys. Mm-hmm. I actually took my time, really making friends. Like I'm not someone that makes friends real quick. You know, we just get thrown in that world uh, and. then was pretend to be friends. I took my time. I wanted to uh, know what these guys were about, you know, kind of show their colors. So uh, honestly, probably Dean and Peter, I, I didn't get really close with them till like Norway and maybe Denmark. I was, uh, Really towards the end of my journey, and then I, I stayed in contact uh, with them since that. Um, as far as uh, the, the proposal, I you know, I hate to be, like, I don't want to pick sides. You know, I'm, I'm in great terms with both Rachel and Peter, and you know, I'm, I I told both of them I like I felt like a you know a child of a broken family. You know, trying to please both uh, both parents. Uh, uh, you know, for me, you know, I told Rachel I was hesitant about the process myself. Kind of like Peter, where I didn't know if I would be able to propose at the end of uh, what was it two months. So I understand where he's coming from, and uh, I also uh, understand where she's coming from because that's where she came to. Uh, to find out of this, you know, to to get the proposal, and I, uh, I think it was kind of overblown as far as like that was the, that was the reason they broke up where it didn't work out. I think I don't think that was as much, as big of a part of the breakup as uh, as it seemed. So mm-hmm. that's my uh, view on that. So did she it pick the more right more guy? Issues. I think so. Yeah, I think uh, she really was looking for that someone that assertive, that comfortable, confident. And uh, you know Brian, you know he stayed the same throughout that whole journey. I mean, from day one, he was all that. And because uh, you know, a lot of guys said, uh, you know, a lot of guys that got, got kicked off, they said, "Oh, I didn't go, I didn't jump in at first. You know, I kind of held back. And you know, me being one of those guys, uh, we were all super hesitant. But Brian knew what he wanted. He had a game plan. He was already. Uh, I remember uh, Brian and I actually uh, talked uh, a lot, and uh, you know. I want to say that you know I was surprised with the edit he got, and uh, the other thing is even like guys talking about him on the show. I mean, like how was I supposed to know how smooth Brian was? Like I never saw his interaction with with Rachel, so I was surprised that like other guys knew about him. Like all right, um, but yeah, I think uh, Brian was more of what she was looking for, um, and uh, that, that's why she picked him. I don't think it's be- it's because Peter didn't propose that she you know. She went with Brian. I think it was always Brian.
4: Hmm. I should mention that Rachel said today that that she was offered a proposal by Peter. She said, you know, while they sat there on that couch the, during their very last minutes together, he said, "If you really want me to do this, I'll do it for you because it's what you right, want." Right. Right.
5: Yeah. He said it was kind of like a compromise, you know. So I, she didn't want the, you know, she didn't want him to propose. Just because that's what she wanted.
4: Exactly. I, that, I think that was, that that was for her. It was a way yeah. to keep her pride, at least.
0: Alex, any last comments? I mean, to kind of close up here. Are you happy you did the Bachelorette? It, it sounds like your life hasn't changed much. Do you look back on this experience and say you're glad you did it?
5: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I think I, honestly I probably had the the most fun out there. I mean, all the group dates that I went through, like that was a, a perfect combination. Over, you know, great experience without getting overexposed or, like, putting out there in front of any drama or anything. Because that, that was a big, t- I mean, that is their selling point. Hey, you want to come out here for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, meet a great girl, and, you know, enjoy a life you could never uh, experience otherwise. And it's it's hard to beat. So, I mean, it really, I mean, you guys both done it. You, you know how fun it is. Oh, yeah. Uh- Maybe not, not, uh, it's, I don't know it's, it's
0: not always know. fun, Alex. <laughs> it's not always fun, buddy.
5: <laughs> hey, the Alex. So that's the way, that one's a little harder. That one's not all fun. That one's a little more uh, stressful than uh, <laughs> <just>
0: Yeah, <laughs> than just, just hanging so out, out with fun. your buddies and, yeah, and yeah, dating exactly. one yeah, girl with fun. all of them. It's um, also not
4: fun to get dumb fun. three, <laughs> three <laughs> times.
0: Hey, Alex, keep being hunky, buddy. Keep keep being hunky, and I hope we can talk to you again soon on the Almost Famous podcast. I Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, man. Bye, bye. Ashley, uh, Alex seems uh, you know pretty pretty chill. He seems like he has his head on straight. Yeah, I I, I like I like his perspective. You know, I think he's one of the few that haven't hasn't taken advantage of the social media fame or or the monetary. Options outside of the show, so you got to give a guy credit for being unique, and and that's exactly what he is, and and he's a pleasure to talk to, but he also kind of seems like a watch guy to me. I, I, Alex seems like the kind of guy that wears a watch.
4: Oh, he does on that manly arm of his. He, he wears, does. He wears an MVMT watch. I would, you know, just picture. Is it movement? Uh, movement. So we got. Wait, <laughs> uh, hold on. He wears a movement watch. That's just what I see on his studly arm.
0: That's right. So we have another sponsor. As we said earlier, we're, we're thankful for these sponsors. And we have a sponsor here that I actually wear this watch. And, and I mean that. They they sent me a watch right after The Bachelor. Uh, I wore one on The Bachelor. They've been, been a great company to me. Uh, and now they're sponsoring the podcast. And, and I want to tell you a little bit about them uh, and, and also to thank them. Movement Watches. Was founded on the belief that styles shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering high quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. With over 1 million watches sold to customers in 160 countries, that's right, 160 countries around the world, Movement Watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest growing watch company.
4: So these watches, they start at just $95. At a department store, you're looking at like $400 to $500 bucks for a watch that looks like this. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup and provide the best possible price. It's a classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. I like it because it's just, it goes with every outfit. It's beautiful. And... They've sold over a million watches. And yeah, we already said that. Cut that out. So to get 15% off your movement watch with free shipping and free returns, go to movement. That is MVMT.com slash almost famous. This watch has a really beautiful, clean design. It's seriously been getting me so many compliments lately. So step up your watch game and head over to movementmvmt.com slash almost famous and join the movement.
0: You know, Ashley, uh, to kind of close out this spot here, uh, two of our sponsors for this podcast are um, also two companies that I've actually given a gift to somebody from. So I've given somebody a movement watch because I think they're great. And our our final sponsor that I'll tell you about in a little bit, I've actually uh, just given uh, that product to somebody today. Uh, and I can't wait to tell you about it. But so you thank you to our good. sponsors. Thank you for keeping Almost Famous going. We appreciate you. And now.
4: And now we're moving on to a man who actually also wears a movement watch. No joke. <laughs> All, right. All right. It's time to call Dean. Hey guys. Dean. Aww, Dean. Hey. Hey, I miss you.
6: I know, I miss you too. How it's is it? It's been
4: twelve hours.
6: <laughs> a rough hours,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 Just to be clear, what was happening twelve hours ago?
4: We were just watching the finale together.
0: Okay. We, we
6: okay, watched the good. finale. Huh. We went to a sweet BB Rexa courtesy or BB Rexa concert courtesy of Forever Twenty One. And iHeartRadio. On yep. Oh, and iHeartRadio,
4: of course. Um all right, so Dean, I'm gonna let Ben start out with you because you guys haven't really had a chance to talk yet.
0: I was gonna
6: right,
4: say. Ben. I mean,
0: I was I was just about to mute my uh, my mic because I was figuring <laughs> Ashley was just gonna go on and on and on here flirting and <laughs> and talking about how beautiful his eyes were and all I don't of that. Do I,
4: that with him.
0: I don't really have a place here anymore, but I'm glad <laughs> I get a chance to talk to Deenie babies. Um, hey, man, how are Dean, you? Dean, nice to talk to you, man. How was Honduras? Uh, it, it was absolutely incredible. I tell you what, I uh, I went down there, uh, open to whatever was gonna exist, and God absolutely blew me away uh, with everything happening. So thank you for asking. And and just real quick to all the listeners out there, I was sitting on the back of a truck going through um, a field in Honduras uh, next to one of the people from the United States that came down with me. And she looks at me and she says, hey, do you know Dean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this lady's name was Sarah. And I said, you know what? I've talked to him on the phone for just a short bit, but I don't know Dean. She goes, I was sitting with Dean on a beach just a few months ago, and was able to talk to him about life. And I think he is a great dude. And, and Dean, I don't know oh. if, you, if you know who I'm talking about. But one of the, your friends uh, from Los Angeles actually went down to Honduras with me this trip. And she speaks so highly of you. And she said, in that moment, you got to get Dean down here. He has the heart for this. He loves to serve. This guy would get blown away if he could make the Honduras. So, Dean, I'm challenging you to join me on a trip to Central America very soon.
4: Hey, November, amazing, right, Ben? Yeah.
2: That's right, man. So,
0: uh Dean. We, uh, I'd love. I can talk on and on about Honduras. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, knows that behind the scenes. But uh, one thing I want to hear from you, you, you know, you were missed this week. I'll tell you that you're missed by fans. You're missed by Ashley a lot. And I don't uh, miss I, him. I <laughs> see
4: him all the time.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Dean, can you catch us up a little bit? What has life been like, you know, since the show?
6: Um, since the show has since aired, I, I mean, obviously you just get recognized a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, been, it's been kind of a whirlwind. I'm just trying to figure it out and take it one step at a time. That's kind of why it's great to be able to hang out with people like Ashley. And obviously we spoke briefly. It's nice to be able to talk to you guys who have kind of been put through the ringer already because it lends a perspective that I wouldn't have otherwise.
0: I mean, you're getting a ton of attention, I'm sure. You 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 arguably are the fan favorite from this season. Uh, you, you went on Paradise, so you have some experience now uh, in the Bachelor franchise. I mean, are you finding it overwhelming, or are you keeping your head straight on?
6: Uh, I mean, I'm trying to, to keep my head on my shoulders. Honestly, it's great. Whenever someone approaches um, either me or Ashley, whoever I'm with, to ask for a picture, like it's just great to be able to be the reason to put a smile on someone's face, so it's like, as long as you're able to embrace that and enjoy it, I think it's, I mean, I'm having an absolute
0: blast of it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, like I said earlier, I've, I've talked to multiple people that know you and knew you before the show. And, and, and one thing that I haven't heard from the people that actually know you, but I've heard through the media and through, um, kind of the reaction from Bachelor Nation is, you know, Dean's too young. He's too immature for this. You know, and I don't know if people remember when I first did the, the bachelorette, I was 25 years old and I had the mm-hmm. same, uh, thing said about me. Have you taken that personally? Uh, what would be your response to those critics?
6: No, um, I don't take it personally. I mean, I understand. I, I kind of go through life with a very like jovial mentality. I like to be able to be a kid at any given moment. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I definitely don't take myself or anything around me too seriously, and I can see how that kind of bites me in the butt sometimes. But um, I, I just like to, you know, have fun, and I want to make sure the people that are around me are having fun too. So.
0: That's right. Well, hey, one last question hold before on. I turn should over we, to Ashley. Should we just
4: hold on? Are you the getting arrested?
0: Yeah, think you good there, buddy? I think, you good, I think
6: there's ma'am? A fire truck driving, there's a fire truck Kevin. by. I'm sorry, one
0: second. Hey, you might want to jump in the bushes. hide, man. They're coming after you. <laughs> yeah.
6: No, those days are behind me. Those days are behind me. <laughs>
0: uh, Dean, I have one last question for you, and I'll turn it back over to Ashley, uh, because I know she probably has a, a a lot more insight into who you are and what's your life like now. Uh it's came out today that Rachel's saying that, you know, she told uh, four people she um, loved them, but she didn't tell four people she was in love with them. What's your response to that? Because you're one of those guys.
6: Um, I, I guess I didn't see that clip of Rachel saying that. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how to respond to that, to be honest. I think that now she's obviously doing what's right by her, and in the moment, she was obviously living. Ooh, in the moment. So, um, you know, she's happily engaged. She seems to be pretty happy with Brian and um, I, I'm very happy for the two of them. I hope that, you know, obviously all the immediate tension is positive and everything. And, um, you know, she, she has to do what's right by her and Brian at this point. So, Man,
0: you are learning quickly. The politically correct responses are spot on. Man, I'm go- a fan of that. I tell you what. Good job there.
4: Wow. I was like, he is going the Jared and Ben route. He's <laughs> he's just being so careful. But come on, you know you can't get away with that with me. I'm the anti-politically correct girl, the franchise. Yeah.
6: So I, I know. And like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I think about things, it's like, well, do I want to be politically correct or do I want to speak? um you know perfectly off the cuff but no i mean at the end of the day like we were all there for rachel we all were there to, to make her happy so you know it's, it's clear to see that she's incredibly happy with brian and uh, at the end of the day that's all we could really hope for so
4: okay i'm going to ask you a couple hard questions once the wind stops blowing <laughs>
6: Oh, sorry. Right, I'm hiding. The
4: wind's blowing just like that proposal last night. Oh my God.
6: <laughs>
4: I think there's something. It seems like it could have been foreshadowing in the episode. And right now, it's just ironic that you are in the midst of that. So maybe Rachel is a little possessive over the top four. Maybe she's possessive over all of her guys. Is that why you think she has selected Alex as the bachelor, the next bachelor of her choosing?
6: Um, yeah, I saw that. I think she's just trying to throw everyone off. I mean, I don't know. Like, you you look at it objectively, and it seems like Peter's got the whole package. And I think that she was just so emotionally attached to Peter. And, um, you know, maybe things didn't necessarily end the way that either of them wanted it to. So she's just ready to see him thrust back into that spotlight like that. And, um, you know, obviously, we have no idea what's going through Rachel's head, but it makes sense from a, a viewer's perspective.
4: And I argued that... Um, if you still feel a sense of jealousy and you're not comfortable seeing your ex with some other people, dating other people, that are you really truly over them? And are you really in the mindset to be with someone and be planning a wedding?
1: Um,
6: I mean, I've had my jealous moments as well. Yeah, and so have I. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really hard to say, but um, she was, she was so close with both Brian and Peter and Eric, obviously, too. So, I definitely understand that she doesn't want to, to have to relive any of their romantic moments through an entire season. Um, I mean, obviously she was close with Alex as well, but I think that the, the emotions were, were not quite as strong with him as she were, as it was with the last two guys that she had.
4: Thanks for opening up the door for me to say I'm the last person to talk about dealing with jealousy on the show. I have dealt with it in the past very poorly on Paradise. So I feel you, girl. Oh, yeah. I, I can't I watch that. my exes w- dating other people either.
6: That's when you were talking to the parrot, if I remember correctly, right?
4: Yes. (laughs) The parrot, my therapist. Oh, (laughs) guys. So, Ben,
3: Ashley, Ashley's going to be out of town next week, and Dean's going to co-host with you, Ben.
0: That's right. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking I could be co-hosting this show with the next Bachelor, and he doesn't seem to be even promoting himself for this role. So (laughs) I'm going to say, hey, Peter might have the full package. Eric might have the full package. Shoot, Alex might be the full package, but I got to co-host next week. That I think's the full package. It's Deanie Babies, baby.
3: (laughs) All I want to say is, Dean, how's your package?
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, God.
4: Classic Amy line. (laughs)
0: Uh, So next week, uh, it's going to be the first week of Paradise. Uh, We'll get the inside scoop uh, from the the man uh, that I believe, I don't know this, but I would assume was the hot catch on Paradise. That's Dean right there. Uh, Dean, next week, I look forward to talking to you, ma'am.
4: Can I just say, hey like, the girls who weren't after you in Paradise? What's wrong with them?
0: <laughs> oh. Actually, hey, you flirted are... with every single one of our callers so far on this episode. Oh God! I did not
4: flirt General. with Eric.
3: Ben, are
6: you gonna be? Ben, are you gonna be in studio next week? Uh
0: not. I'm not. Nope. Dang Sorry, it. ma'am. So, we don't get a so. Yet.
3: he'll be in studio in Denver.
0: Yeah, so I'll, Dean, I'll be in Denver. You'll be in LA. We'll we'll make this thing awesome. And uh, I appreciate you you co-hosting with me. You'll carry the whole episode. I promise.
6: I'm looking forward. I think we're gonna have a blast. All
0: right, man. Hey, we'll talk to you then. All right, take care, guys.
4: Bye.
0: I mean, Ashley, have you have you, have you picked your chin up off the table yet?
4: <laughs> what do you mean, you guys? I am not like that with Dean. Yeah, you are. I mean, I try not to be. <laughs>
0: Ashley Ashley come on let's just be honest here you you are I've said this many times before I'll say it again you are the best at making people feel better about themselves than they might uh, you know feel before so let's just do a quick little bit here you got I'm going to time you You, you got 20 seconds
4: okay
0: can you explain Dean in 20
4: seconds yeah Okay, so okay, so Dean is exactly that jovial guy that he just describes himself as, and I love that he has he has maturity and he definitely has intelligence, but he's able to just have fun and like just this is a description of how great he is, just encapsulating how much fun you can have with Dean. I went to Best Buy with him and then there was a Toys R Us next door and we're like, should we go play in Toys R Us? And we're like, yeah. And then we saw Baskin-Robbins. We're like, should we get ice cream? Yeah. And then we get in the car and he started playing Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block for me. Like that's how thoughtful he is and how fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we we can all agree. Ashley thinks Dean's great. Uh, we obviously think Dean's great because like we said, next week he'll be co-hosting with me as Ashley is out of town. Ashley has a few listener emails she wants to run by me, but
4: first, Ooh.
0: we have our final sponsor of this podcast for this episode, and this is a sponsor that I, I, I honestly today passed out one of their products to a coworker of mine to give to their teenage son. Uh, the reason for that is because we all know that life is easier— when you're confident in your skin, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. We've grown up through our adolescent years, I know I have with acne or oily skin and and it's embarrassing and and you can't fight it and and you know what? It's it's really hard to hide. But BioClarity, BioClarity helps reveal the real you. So you can take on school, work, social media, anything in life with naturally clear skin.
4: You don't have to use FaceTune. If you use BioClarity, if you What's Facetune? You know, where you like draw out your acne marks
0: on like at, on you like Instagram. You blur them out. Yeah. Oh, I got so much to learn in it's, life. It's an okay, extra so, app. Okay, so 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 you don't have to lose use these weird apps that <laughs> Ashley's talking about. Why should you use BioClarity? Your your put. Why should you use BioClarity? Your face is no place for weird harsh chemicals. Okay, BioClarity has naturally calming and cleansing extracts, including green tea and chamomile. BioClarity cools and soothes the skin with cucumber and oat kernel extracts. I don't even know how that works. you you got cucumber and oat kernel you extracts on your skin. You know how when you
4: little and you had chicken pox? Did you have chicken Yeah,
0: pox? I had chicken you, pox. You would yeah. take
4: an oatmeal bath. It's soothing and calming.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, that sounds nice. Maybe yeah. we'll do that tonight. Maybe I'll just take a, bio, <laughs> a a bottle of BioClarity, squeeze it in my tub, and, uh, and see what it does.
4: I love that we had chicken pox, too. That dates us.
0: That does, doesn't it? BioClarity is unlike any traditional acne treatment. Okay, BioClarity use, doesn't use benzoyl peroxide, which causes redness, dryness, and irritation. So to, to close this up here, three easy steps to clear skin. It cleanses. The rich foaming facial cleanser gently removes door, dirt, oil, and environmental pollutants. Treat. You can treat with BioClarity. It penetrates pores and attacks the bacteria that causes acne to clear up your skin. And Restore, Restore Gel leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. That's why I passed this gift on today to one of my coworkers to give to their son so that he could feel comfortable in his own skin at school. Actually, give us the call to action.
4: And if you want to also give the gift of clear skin, head over to Bioclarity.com. You'll get your first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our promo code, which is FAMOUS. F-A-M-O-U-S. Finally, get an acne treatment that actually works at Bioclarity.com. All right, moving on to listener emails, the best part of the episode. I mean, today's episode was actually full of goodness. But It
0: was really good. It was really good. I've learned a lot about uh, myself and these these great gentlemen who just participated in a season of The Bachelorette that I would say was good. Rachel did a great (laughs) job. It was really good. It just wasn't a great ending, but Rachel did a tremendous job this season. She
4: was a great bachelorette. All right, so this is from Susan. It says, hi, Ben and Ashley. Thank you guys for all the question and answer segments. They make my morning cardio more entertaining. Is it possible that Ben will consider taking another shot at being the Bachelor if it's offered to him? Also, if Dean is the next Bachelor, would Ashley consider going on the show? Thank you, guys. Susan, Susan, I could never possibly do that. Plus, Dean and I are too close in real life. That would be bizarre if I were just to be like hey (laughs) i'm here i'm gonna just not be that girl ever never gonna be that girl no matter who's the bachelor ben
0: um ashley i'd love to say i believed you with that statement but i i think if Dino's was a bachelor and you had an opportunity i would see you walk out of a limo at some point i would only
4: do it if he told me to let's talk about the real (laughs) question here ben would you ever be the bachelor again
0: um, that's a good question. And, and it's interesting that I don't have that email in front of me. That was kind of a surprise.
5: <laughs> to be <asked>.
0: Um, <laughs> so, uh, that's, whew, um, uh, I'm sweating. Um, that's a good question. And it, it's one that I, I don't want to answer politically correct here. So I'm going to be as yeah. honest as I can be. Um, at this point in my life, I am not ready to be the next bachelor. I will say that I, uh, it just doesn't feel right. Um, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like a time in my life that I would be, uh, the best man possible for the women that would come on this, this season. Uh, and you know, honestly, when you're fresh out of a relationship, you don't, I, I just feel like that'd be almost disrespectful too. Right. I mean, it would be really hard for me to imagine, uh, watching, uh, if, if I were to watch my ex go and be the bachelorette and it's all over TV, it'd be hard for me. Um, so at this point in my life, I don't think it's the wise thing to do. So. I will not be your bachelor for this next season.
4: But you'd be open for a season or two away from now? Uh,
0: again, and, and this this is going to come off a little soft, but I close myself off to a lot of opportunities uh, in life. I've said, I'm not going to ever do that. I'm not going to ever do this. You know, I, If you would ask me five years ago, are you going to be the next bachelor someday? I would have said, no way, no shot. I would never do that. And I did it, and I'm glad I did it. So I'm going to say this. I, I, I'm i open to discussing it and thinking it through. If life kind of aligns again for that, then possibly. It, it's been a good thing for me in a lot of ways. It's been hard in a lot of ways. It's been as sometimes actually a bad thing, but it's a huge part of my life now. And uh, I I can't say I would never do it again.
4: That is a great response and, and surprising, honestly. I thought you were really going to cut it off, but... It's good to see. And and at this
0: point, it does feel cut off. I want to be sure to say that, like at this point in my life, it feels very cut off, and it doesn't feel, you know, I have a with generous coffee company, with mahogany workplace, the blog, with this podcast. It's amazing, and my full time job life is is busy, and it's good, and 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 I'm doing a lot of things that I enjoy. Stepping, taking a step into the bachelor uh, just doesn't seem to be fitting, and I don't think it will ever be fitting again.
4: Okay, all right, but
0: but if if you see me. If you see me one day standing in front of the mansion, (laughs) you know, life really got screwed up for Ben here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Ben, that actually leads into our next question, which is from Zoe. Hey, love the podcast a lot. My question for you, Ben, do you ever think or miss Jojo? Do you guys ever keep in touch so Jeez, that what was, the heck is, she, how do, how do wants, I not have any
0: of these emails in front of me? This is pre- I mean, this is blast bin day. <laughs>
4: uh, yes.
0: Um, You've been gone.
4: I, They've been building uh, up.
0: Do I ever miss Jojo? Um, I think JoJo's great. I, I do. I've never n- not said that. I've never. I think Jojo is a ton of fun. She's a beautiful person inside and out. Uh, I've met Jordan. I think Jordan's incredible. They seem very happy. I don't miss JoJo. No, like the feeling of longing for JoJo d- isn't a feeling that I'm familiar with. It never has been. Uh, but if I saw JoJo uh, and Jordan, or just JoJo, or just Jordan, I'd be excited about it. It'd be awesome to see him again. I would. I would love to spend time with both of them, catch up on life, and and you know celebrate life as friends. I, you know, I, I think. What was the second part of that question there?
4: Uh, you guys keep in Do touch. Do keep in
0: touch? No, we don't keep in touch. Uh, I have. not I actually don't. I, I've seen her at one event. Um, since we got off the show. But obviously she's incredibly busy and uh, and we, we haven't kept in great touch. But I promise if we did see each other, I'm, I'm sure it would be like, you know, we didn't miss a beat. It'd just be awesome to see friends again.
4: That is wonderful to hear. Um,
0: Ashley, I got to step on you for a second because oh we got to remind the listeners to email us anytime oh, yeah. with these questions. Okay. We'll try to answer them. We won't answer all of them. I, I promise you that, but we'll answer the, <laughs> some, the good ones. Um, but please email Ben and Ashley at iheartmedia.com anytime. And who knows, maybe one day you'll get your answers answered right here on the almost famous podcast.
4: Well, we got to finally see that season-long preview for Bachelor in Paradise. It's going to be my first season watching without being a part of it, like, basically ever. Season one didn't count. Um, <laughs> the thing that was weird about that promo is it was not romantic whatsoever. Didn't see a hint at romance. Just seemed kind of like Girls Gone Wild. What do you think about it?
0: Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I would agree. There there wasn't a lot of romance. I, I saw some... Um... I saw a lot of things that I don't know if my eyes should see, and uh, I saw a lot of tears, which is surprising considering the um, just kind of how the show kind of had to pause and get back on. So there's obviously emotion involved. I would imagine there's romance involved. I actually, and, and I can't say who, I've heard through The Bachelor Grapevine that there are some couples that are still dating that came off of Paradise, so we'll have to look and see who that could be.
4: True. So there might be some romance. And also, side note, there's like a frame where if you slow it down, you can see Adam's bare butt.
0: Really?
3: (laughs)
4: Yeah.
0: How to, Ashley More on mind. that. It, yeah, I, it was, more on that later. Hey, here we go, guys. I didn't find it's it. so good to be back. Ashley, I have missed you so much. It is good to talk to you again. You are just a light in my life and when I'm away for too you're long, the cutest. it feels a little darker than before. Uh we're gonna miss you next week though. Uh this will be my well, first time doing this without you.
4: You're gonna do Tuesday and I'll be back for Wednesday because we're gonna have two oh. episodes next week for the premiere of Bachelor in Paradise.
0: See, see, you're filling me in as we go here. This is how live we are. I don't even know who I'm talking to when I'm talking to them. So we have two podcasts for the first uh, week of Bachelor in Paradise. Dean and myself then will be hosting on Tuesday. And like I just found out, Ashley and I will be back on Wednesday. So Ashley, I'll miss you, but not for too long. But you know who we'll miss? All the fans out there. So we'll talk to you then. I've been Ben.
4: I've been Ashley.
0: Talk to you soon. Bye.
6: Ben and Ashley I, almost famous podcasts on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.